Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio show. So just a little bit of a mention that uh, last week's show, which was Gaylord Allen, a lot of you sent me emails, and also to a lot of people in the NARC Facebook group have said, this is really great. We're loving that you're going to be doing inspirational stories. And I think so too, because, you know, the energy can get really, really heavy when we're just focusing on the narcissist, and it's really, really lovely to get the focus back on us and back on recovery and inspiration and growth and all the good stuff. So I'm really, really happy to be doing these shows once every three weeks. And I also think, too, it's so important as vibrational creators to really get into the vibration of what you want and moving it by healing your unhealed parts, by moving it forward out of what you don't want. That's what creation is all about. And speaking of creation, the you called the empowered self create the, sorry the empowered self called a freedom healing course. A lot of you have sent me emails, and a lot of people have been talking about it in the NART group. And I'm so thrilled; it really has exceeded my highest expectations. When I created it, it was based a lot in the last few months. I've been doing a lot of deep inner healing and checking on myself. And really finding that quantum freedom healing is coming through in such a powerful way now. It's really stepped up a notch. Now, that has really translated into the new program. And what is so exciting is that people are really reporting massive shifts and breakthroughs. So, humbly, I'm thrilled about that. And um, I'm so glad that that is what it is creating because I really did believe it would. So for those of you that are, have worked through enough of your narcissistic abuse recovery, that you're really looking at the next stage, if I really, really want to claim and be the highest expression of my personal power to be the creator of the life I want, this course is really, really helping people get there. So it's fantastic. So this today, I'm always excited about every show. Now, this show is is really, really close to my heart, and I hope it'll be really close to your heart, too, because this show is authentic relationships versus narcissistic relationships. A lot of people have asked me often, what does an authentic relationship look like as opposed to a narcissistic relationship? Now, I freely admit that when I was involved in narcissistic relationships, I, too, was very confused. And that's what this show is about today. It's about explaining clearly the differences. So this show is about the vast difference between authentic and narcissistic relationships 
And this show is going to grant you powerful understandings regarding the goal of your relationship, who you need to be, how to heal past the pattern of non-authentic relationships in order to create an authentic soul partnership. So after listening to this show, if it really resonates with you, this is a great one to share on Facebook um, and really get the message out there because like myself, a lot of people were very are very confused. And the reality is, like you, when I was in a narcissistic relationship, I wasn't in my own truth, I wasn't in my inner solidness, and was also incredibly gaslighted and confused. And I know that you can relate to that as well. What happened for me is after a great deal of healing on myself, a lot of shifting on my unhealed parts that had co-created me being in narcissistic relationships. A lot of research and a lot of personal study, eventually and fortunately, what a healthy relationship looks like evolved for me as a really crystal clear knowing. And that's what I would really like to share with you in this radio show today. Now, this radio show is also coming out as a full article on the blog tomorrow, so you'll be able to read about it as well. Now, I know this information is going to be able to help you a lot because it will allow you to know what the goal is to create as a healthy relationship. And most importantly, who you need to be in an authentic relationship. By learning what a healthy relationship is, this is going to allow you to know what to work on in order to prepare for a healthy relationship and how to, first of all, create a relationship with yourself and life in order to attract who can meet you at this high vibrational level as a soul partnership. In my earlier blog, one of them, I previously recommended Gary Bootcamp's book, Spiritual Partnerships. Now, this book lays a wonderful foundation to understand that your responsibility in any relationship, especially a loved one, is to take full ownership of working on your unhealed parts. And as Gary calls them, he calls them the frightened parts of your personality. So what this means is spiritually growing and presenting yourself as healthily as possible as your half, taking responsibility for that half of a genuine soul partnership. So really what that looks like, it looks like being prepared and committed to going within, taking responsibility for your painful triggers, your old subconscious stories, your old unhealed patterns and programs, and being committed to your personal and spiritual growth in order to heal past these wounds. Now, if we're not committed to personal growth, it means that your half of a relationship is going to suffer. And there is no arena like an intimate life relationship where your unhealed wounds are going to be triggered and surface the most. These unhealed parts are your responsibility. They're not your partner's responsibility because they're your wounds, your unhealed programs and your triggers. And also we need to deeply remember the love relationship that we attract and we have in our life is going to reflect our unhealed parts. They're going to come 
artist through that person. Absolutely. Now, for those of you that know the book, The Four Agreements, a lot of people have read it. It's Don McGill Ruse's book. He's written another wonderful book, which if you don't have it, it's called Mastery of Love. And that's a very, very similar message to spiritual partnerships. So if you haven't read that book either, I highly recommend you Google it and you order it because it is a wonderful read. Now, in this article today, I would like to take the journey deeper by granting more information and making the vast distinction between an authentic relationship model and a narcissistic relationship model. And in order to do this effectively, I'm going to segment certain aspects of relationships. So the first one I want to look at is connection. So the authentic relationship model, I'm going to start with that. Authentic relationships celebrate two individuals as being separate entities. This relationship is not enmeshed, it's not energy reliant, and it's not codependent, which means that I need you to grant me energy for me to feel worthy and approved of. So the authentic relationship model comprises of two individuals who are emotionally healthy and separate. Now, for diehard romantics, this may be incredibly disappointing at first until you understand it at a deeper level because you may wish to be engulfed in the love of your life, the person you can't live, live without, or the person you can't stop thinking about. Now, the reason this does not constitute a healthy relationship is that in such a model, there is no psychic or emotional space. Now, when psychic and emotional boundaries get enmeshed, this means I stop seeing you as you and you stop seeing me as me. And this is the place where boundaries, respect and reverence become blurry and confusing. And reverence is a love and appreciation of life and others. That's what reverence is. The opposite of reverence is being conscienceless, is not having that care, compassion, consideration, or love for others in life. So it's important to understand this. It's actually the space between two people where and in which passion, connectedness, true intimacy, deep sharing, love, support, and trust can breathe, grow, and show up. Without this space, it can't. Because there's enmeshment, there's engulfing, there's unhealthy expectations, and there's dependencies, energetic dependencies. The relationship is actually smothered and stunted. And it's significantly the risk of foregoing the respect of separate identities and can become toxic. Now, the most enmeshed codependent relationships are ironically the ones that initially seem so gloriously loving. They are actually the ones that are at greatest risk. So within an authentic relationship, if I see you as you and you see me as me, then we come together, we retain ourselves, we respect and have reverence for each other, which is healthy boundaries, which means that there are things I could not do to you to hurt you. There are things you could not do to me to hurt me because we have that care and that respect. And from that 
space, we create a third entity, which is known as the relationship. And no longer does a relationship in this model create power struggles and needing each other's energy, threatening our own energy, pulling on it, diminishing it, or draining it. The third entity, the relationship, breathes back life into us as individuals and the energy of us as healthy and full individuals breathes life and passion back into the relationship. An authentic relationship is one, is a relationship where each individual can respect and have that space with each other so that they can create this. Now, in a narcissistic relationship model, a relationship with a narcissist is one of enmeshment and engulfment. The relationship did not develop over time with two healthy, self-fulfilling people retaining their interest and creating a healthy third en- entity, the relationship, at a respectful and healthy pace. So if we were to think of two separate circles, which represent individuals, retaining a great amount of their integrity and then meeting in the middle to create a third circle, that is the model of a healthy relationship, of an authentic relationship. Now, the visual drawing of a relationship with a narcissist is two circles becoming enmeshed and overlaid over the top of each other, and then the circle of the non-narcissistic person gets less and less as the narcissistic individual circle takes them over. It's very important to understand that both parties in a narcissistic relationship are codependent. Okay? We usually call the narcissist and the codependent as two separate people. But the fact is, the the narcissist is the most codependent of the two. The narcissist needs your energy, approval, and attention, narcissistic supply to emotionally survive. And this is the greatest driving force for a narcissist to enter a relationship. It's actually the greatest driving force that consumes a narcissist all day, every day. So the narcissist does not see you as you or allow you to have space emotionally in order to be an individual. Within a narcissistic relationship, you're going to be manipulated, controlled and punished to be what the narcissist wants you to be in order to hand over the narcissistic supply that the narcissist's false self craves. The codependent, which was us, who the narcissist smears, falls into this energy engulfment. You believe that finally this person is the answer to every relationship requirement or there's something about this person which is going to make your life better. Some aspect that you don't believe that you can actually create for yourself. So the narcissistic codependent relationship is a connection of seeking external energy and power. It's a relationship based on only energy from the outside in order to feel safe, whole, worthy, or lovable. Now, people who believe in idolized, romantic, all-consuming love or are needy for this version of relationships are highly susceptible to getting into enmeshed, engulfed, toxic relationships. In these relationships, psychic, emotional, and physical space gets taken up and permeated, 
the narcissist has to enmesh with you like this in order to read you and control you. Now, despite the uncomfortableness of being love bond or other warning signs that present with a narcissist, such an exposure of pathological lies, which often you find out about very, very early, or other sources of supply, which are previous and still existing partners, start appearing and showing up and protesting. Despite all of that happening, the warning signs, you allow this engulfment. And as everybody knows who's been through an intense relationship with a narcissist, the idolizing, which has been glorified by the narcissist as his or her new wonderful source of narcissistic supply. And the narcissist needs to idolize you that much to get the greatest bang for buck. This is a fantastic source of supply, the narcissist says to him or herself, and glorifies you. Now, that is inevitably followed by the devalue and discard when you are no longer feeding the insatiable requirements of the false self appropriately. When this happens, respect and boundaries become null and void. They actually didn't exist anyway. That was feigned. And the pathological and the vengeful nature of the narcissist destroys trust, connectedness, and real intimacy which wasn't real, it wasn't real, even from the beginning of the relationship, is disintegrated time and time again. So what happens is the relationship becomes a power struggle, a survival, obsession, toxicity, addiction, and destruction. Your energy is being sucked out of you, your character twisted and turned as you suffer immense character assassinations and pathological projections. You're severely diminished, and it's impossible to know where you start means, where the narcissist starts or ends, or where the relationship is. It's all a toxic, engulfed, pathological, enmeshed mess, and the relationship disintegrates rather than grows. So we need to understand the distinct difference because in this model, in the narcissistic model, completely absent is the authentic relationship connection model, which is the relationship grows from the energy of the individuals and the individuals grow from the energy of the relationship. That is not happening in a narcissistic relationship. Okay, so the second point I want to look at of an authentic relationship is allowing others to be themselves. Now, in an authentic relationship, there is no necessity to make the other person be a certain way in order for you to be happy. So in an authentic relationship, if you're having a bad day, I don't need to change your mood in order for me to be okay. And the truth is, if I try to fix you to make me feel better or feel you're going to take it out on me, if I don't fix you, then either I'm controlling you or you're controlling me. And the interesting thing is, it's human nature fix. If you're having a bad day and I'm trying to snap you out of your bad mood to make me feel better, well, you're going to resist. You're going to, that's human nature. You know, but if I let you be in your bad mood and allow you to process it, well, then you're going to shift through it much quicker if you are a person who's in their integrity. So in an authentic relationship, I can honor you enough to allow you to process and do what you need to in order to look after you 
And you want yourself a man up to take the responsibility to do that. Neither person needs to suffer in the meantime. There's not that enmeshment, there's not that codependency, there's not that controlling. So when we have a look at the narcissistic relationship model on this point, a relationship with a narcissist is all about the narcissist controlling you to administer narcissistic supply in order for him or her to feel better. So initially, this is a giving to get to draw the attention of how wonderful you believe the narcissist is and to set the narcissist up as dependent in your life, a dependency so that narcissistic supply can be controlled and maintained. Later, what happens is when you are not dispensing the right supply to uphold the pathological version of a false self, it's all important, wonderful, above reproach, special, unique, and omnipotent, you're going to be severely, maliciously, and vengefully punished. And that's the narcissist saying, well, how do you not reflect back to me, my pathological, idolized version of self? You're going to pay for that. So what happens is when then it all shifts from the idolizing into the paybacks and the being lined up and the being punished, this is then going to grant the version of narcissistic supply that allows the narcissist to know he or she is important enough to shatter your emotions and your life. So good attention or bad attention, it doesn't matter. It's all narcissistic supply to a narcissist. Now, what you'll discover that you are often, if not virtually always, the scapegoat and you're held responsible for the narcissist's bad moods, okay? And that will all be in relation to you not giving the false self the right amount of supply or the acclaim that it demands. Now, the narcissist does not take responsibility for and process healthily his or her down emotions. And the narcissist, due to his or her pathological envy, has got zero tolerance, tolerance for you continuing to be happy in life when he or she isn't. Now, this is where we have to really look at ourselves in this model of non-authentic relationships because we're not allowing the narcissist to be his or herself either. As the narcissistic pathological behavior emerges and intensifies, you become deeply embedded into the codependent out-of-focus game. You're so unsafe, you're so on edge, and you're so emotionally disheveled that you retaliate with controlling behavior, trying to frantically change what the narcissist either isn't doing in order to stop the abuse and emotionally survive. So in a narcissistic relationship, completely absent is the authentic relationship model which is not needing the other person to be a certain way in order to be happy. That's completely out the window. So the next point I want to look at, and it's a really important one, is by all this one is very important, is emotional authenticity. So in authentic relationships, individuals do not look to the other person and try to read them or diagnose them and decide how to show up in order to get the best results. This equates to handing over one's power and or seeking to manipulate situations. In authentic relationships, individuals present with emotional authenticity. 
be committed to non-violent communication with integrity. And what this looks like, it's about being honest about how you feel and take 100% responsibility for how you feel. And it is expressed to your partner authentically in an authentic relationship. So to give you an example, the, the formula for this is I can state I feel, and it will be the feeling, when you did what you did, could we, and you offer a solution. I'll give you an example of this because this is a model that I am so committed to in my life now after understanding all of this deeply. And I'll give you a, a real life example. Now, my father can be a little bossy. Like, he's got all the best intentions. But he can be a little bossy. He's a Leo and he can be bossy. So what happened is the other day, my father came into my office. I was on a Skype call and he asked for my attention while I was on a Skype call. Now, you know, I put up my hand and yeah, and he realized and he stopped and, and anyway, and I felt the trigger. I felt the trigger of frustration and not being respected. So anyway, after my side call, I, I went downstairs and I talked to my dad and I said to him, I said, I feel frustrated and hurt when you walk into my office. I'm on Skype call and you haven't bothered to have a look before you spoke. Could you please, when you come into my office, just have a look to see if I'm on a call and if I am just wait for my attention or pass me a note. And he took it beautifully. He took it really beautifully. Now, and, and he was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. I'll have a look next time. And he met me there at that high vibration in the moment. Now, my old communication methods would have been, I would have bottled it up and said nothing and just internalized it all and would have just kept playing out that internal pain within myself. And maybe eventually I would have said something, but what would have happened is that when I eventually said something, the intensity would have been much greater because I've let it happen 10 times before I spoke up. Now, what we need to understand about emotional authenticity and integrity is if I'd have blown up 10 times down the track, that is my responsibility, not his, because I didn't speak up, because I didn't let him know. So what we can understand is when we want to create authentic relationships that are in authentic communication, that we take responsibility that we speak up in the moment and we teach ourselves how to do that and be authentic. So... Now, when we are authentic, we're not bottling it up and we're not not expressing it and we're not sitting on it to a point where we express our hurt in an inappropriate intensity or in an unacceptable way that damages the relationship. And we certainly don't expect that somebody just gets it. We actually take responsibility that we get it and that we express it. Authentic relationships create true intimacy as a result of being committed to emotional authenticity. So I'm expressing my emotions honestly, it grants you, and this is anybody in my life, 
the opportunity to meet me at this high, high vibration of truth, integrity, and connectedness. And what it really means is because I honor my feelings enough to know they are valuable and worth expressing, this grants people the invitation in my life to also value my emotions and know that they're worthy and wish to support them. So what this means, if you accept my invitation at this high frequency of into me see, which means that's intimacy, that showing you the real me, you can meet me at a heart level of integrity and love. You're not playing a guessing game with me. You can trust me and you know who I truly am. You're inspired to grant me compassion and support in this vibration of realness. So what changes the whole vibrational dynamic? Because no longer are we in a mental health struggle, which if I came at you, you do this, you do that, and not be emotionally authentic about my emotions. We get out of head struggles when I do go into that space of emotional authenticity. And that means we can connect through our heart. And the great thing about that space is emotional authenticity does not require agreement. We don't have to argue about semantics or details. We don't even actually have to agree on them. It's just an emotional, pure connection, a support and love. Now, this is the clincher. This is a really big thing to understand. I can only be emotionally authentic with you if I become emotionally authentic with myself. I can only be real with you about my feelings and my heart if I've learned to love and accept and value myself unconditionally which includes my vulnerable and painful feelings. Now, the truth is, it's only people who have worked on their personal inner development who can be at this level. And this level is, I no longer see being rejected and abandoned and showing up as the real me, warts and all. Now, what that really translates to is I no longer abandon or reject myself. I unconditionally love and accept myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, warts and all, including my painful feelings. So I really want you to understand this message and really look at this in your life about showing up with true emotional authenticity because it is a key feature of creating authentic relationships. Now let's have a look at the complete other side of the hill, the narcissistic relationships. Now, the truth is, you can't see the narcissist as him or herself. You can't see the real emotionally authentic narcissist because the narcissist is living through a false self and is showing you a fictitious character that's assigned to extract narcissistic supply. Now, when you do see the real person, you actually recoil in horror at the maiming, persecuting, insecure, vengeful, malicious being who you thought was the love of your life. And you realize that the mask was hiding all of that. That's actually the inner self of the narcissist. That, that is the true inner self that the narcissist shows you. Now, in a relationship with a narcissistic individual, the narcissist is not expressing their truth. What they're doing is they're always reading you, they're diagnosing your behavior, that body language included, 
in order to know how to best line manipulate pain or control or hide your part in order to gain narcissistic supply. And the narcissist is firmly committed to not showing up authentically. The narcissist hides frenetically what is really going on with him or her emotionally until the mask drops and it becomes blatantly obvious. Now, at these times, the painful thoughts and feelings that the narcissist is going through, they're not expressed in self-ownership or integrity. They are projected and scapegoated by the fearful defending self-self. Now, the reason the narcissist does that, rather than just saying, you know, I feel hurt when you, can we please? The narcissist doesn't do that model. Because the narcissist firmly believes that his or her vulnerable parts, those true painful emotions, are totally unacceptable and will lead to rejection and abandonment if exposed. So this doesn't allow honest emotional communication. And the truth of the matter is, the narcissist rejected and abandoned him or herself long ago as a small child. Hence why the narcissist created a false self to replace all of that. Now, what this looks like in a narcissistic relationship, your communication that you're going to have with a narcissist, and the narcissist will tell you a completely different version of reality when things are good because he or she is living through the false self trying to garnish more and more narcissistic supply. And then when the narcissist suffers a narcissistic injury, will blow and accuse you of all of the reasons you are not good enough for his or her self, which is really you're not feeding my false self the right material in order for me to preserve it and hold it up. Now, what happens is that none of the things that the narcissist says in narcissistic injury were ever previously discussed as emotionally authentic needs this emotional integrity or, or authenticity. So what this means is you never know one moment to the next what the narcissist is thinking and or capable of. And the truth is, because of the narcissist, this own true self, neither does the narcissist. The intensity and the inappropriateness of the blow-ups blow and attacks from the narcissist absolutely constitute malicious and violent communication. Now, this is where, again, we've got to turn the focus back in and you need to be really honest with yourself about why you're in a relationship which has got so much of that non-authentic emotional communication going on. And when we take responsibility for self, we can really understand that you're not in your emotional integrity either. And this happened right from the beginning of the relationship. You dismiss many warning signs early on that triggered you, or a few, and a few was enough, and you did not speak up honestly about how you felt. You, this means that you weren't solid enough, and I certainly wasn't in narcissistic relationships, to express emotions authentically. And what we did is we decided to push uncomfortable feelings aside, we didn't honor our emotions, we didn't express them, we didn't value them, and instead, we hoped for the best because we didn't want to put any strain on the fantasy that we wanted to believe this relationship was. 
when you do get really truthful with yourself and your own self-healing process, you're going to understand that you too were running your own version of fear of abandonment and rejection if you fully and truthfully exposed your real self, warts and all, and if you showed up authentically by expressing them, you would scared. I'm going to be rejected and abandoned if I show who I really am. Now, that is a complete direct match for a narcissist. You need to understand that. So this means that you can realize that your essential personal growth requires doing the inner work of fully loving and accepting yourself and every part of you, including your own uncomfortable and not-so-great feelings, because you are going to have them in life. They don't show up. Okay? And if you can't express them and be authentic with them, well, then you're not going to have an authentic relationship. Within a narcissistic relationship, the more abused you become, the more and more difficult it becomes for you to express your emotions appropriately and operate in emotional authenticity or to even know or believe that you have emotional rights and values. And of course, the intensity of expressing your feelings is going to be manic as a result of the mind-bending abuse and projections, the war zone that you're living in. Communication within the narcissistic relationship model is the absolute arena where the dysfunctions and disorders are the most highly apparent. And within this communication model, trust, authenticity, and intimacy is shattered. So in the narcissistic model, completely absent is the authentic relationship communication model. Both individuals showing up with emotional authenticity and healthy nonviolent communication. So that's that one, and that's a really big one to think about. Because if you start showing up authentically in life and do the work on yourself be authentic in life, you're going to create authentic life and love. And that's what the goal really is. So the next one is personal responsibility. So in an authentic relationship model, I can leave you to work on yourself and I don't take responsibility for it. I don't try to fix you and I don't accept your projections of it onto me. I take Full responsibility for my 50% of the relationship, which is myself, working on myself. And I let you take responsibility for your half. I know I can't heal you. I know only you can heal you. And I know only I can heal myself. And I encourage and promote you in your self-empowerment and self-responsibility to do so as I do for myself. So I fully support that. I support and love your journey of going within just as I love my own. I need you to love, support, care when you come to me with emotional authenticity for help, just as I invite you to as well. And I know that'll love me pulling me up with integrity if I don't. So in authentic relationships, of course people are going to flip up at times, absolutely. But no longer is the, con- the goal about controlling and getting or materialism or survival or self-avoidance. It's about a deep commitment to spiritual goals and personal growth and creating the most joyous, real, passionate level of deep integrity, trust, love and intimacy possible. The flip-ups and continued healing and taking personal responsibility are all a part of that. 
as each challenge is healed with personal responsibility and emotional authenticity, the love, trust, and connection grows even deeper. Now let's have a look at the narcissistic relationship role. In a relationship with a narcissist, he or she is not committed to working on inner wounds. The narcissist will not drop the false self in order to honestly meet the unhealed wounds. And the reason for that is if a narcissist knows at an inner level that if he or she drops the false self, which is actually a survival system, it's a system to be used as a buffer. And the buffer for the narcissist is to escape the internal self-demonizing, self-annihilating voices and inner critic. Now, without the false self, the narcissist knows that what will happen is he or she does not have enough of a true self-resource to combat that. The narcissist believes he or she will be completely annihilated and psychologically probably would. That is the truth. So what happens is the narcissist that is into self-development and inverted commas will use therapy books or suggestions to get some form of relief, usually in a time of narcissistic injury or usually in a time when the relationship is under threat and is not going to continue unless the narcissist does. But what happens is that the narcissist will simply gain enough energy to reinstate the false self to go back to business as usual. So a narcissist in a specific injury with a therapist, sitting with a therapist, is actually getting narcissistic supply to be able to feel better and get the false self back up again. Now, in joint therapy with a narcissist, it's also a way to the narcissist to discredit the partner, project blame, and create more control. So in order to, to prop up the false self again. Or it will simply be the telling of what you want to hear to keep you on board as narcissistic supply. Now, you also need to, again, take responsibility and understand your 50% of this. When you're with a narcissist, it's very hard for you, and you're probably not taking responsibility for working on your unhealed part either. Now, you may not know that's a necessity. You might be out of focus and think it's all just about the narcissist. Or you may be in survival mode. You're trying to combat the rug being pulled out from beneath you at a moment's notice, the being adored one moment and receiving rats the next, and the narcissist always finding a way to, to extract supply and or main you further. So this is why it can be very difficult to take full responsibility for your unhealed parts until you have created no contact and can determinedly dedicate yourself to your inner focus and your own healing. So in the narcissistic relationship model, completely absent is the authentic relationship model, which is both individuals taking full responsibility for their own unhealed parts and their half of the relationship. So let's have a look at self-love and self-value. So in authentic relationships, is a relationship where each individual values and loves themselves and has done enough personal development to firmly understand if I am valued and love myself, I'm going to require that from you. So what this means is an authentic relationship is no longer the neediness to get attention, to be appreciated, to get approval, 
and to be fed the good feelings an individual is not creating for themselves and then holding the other person responsible for this. So what this really means is that in authentic relationships, both individuals have done enough personal development work to be in love before connecting to a relationship. So what I mean by being in love means to have done an inner journey to look within and establish what is it within myself that is blocking me off from being and experiencing true authentic love and working on clearing these blocks. And what that focus creates is a powerful vibration of accepting myself as being imperfectly perfect, which means I unconditionally love and accept myself wounds and all, and I'm committed to working on healing these wounds in order to become the best, most loving and authentic person I can, perfect, I, can, I can be in the world. Firstly to myself and then of course to life and others. So this is what the journey of creating self-love and self-value is all about. It's the internal creation of authentic love. And that's what I mean by being in love. Being authentic love which can then be shared in an authentic relationship. Now, this doesn't stop when the authentic relationship shows up because what absolutely happens here is that you've done enough to be in love, okay, with your vibration in love. And then when you meet another person who is also vibrating at a high level, you are going to keep healing and growing. There are going to be triggers. There are going to be things that show, show up and you're going to always keep having to grow and improve yourself. So the focus is going to be on continued inner seeking, taking responsibility, personal development and working on self in order to strengthen and maintain this in love state in order for you to be the best partner you can be for your 50% of the relationship. Now let's have a look at narcissistic relationships. It's almost a bit of a shame to talk about this, <laughs> to um, show up the difference because it's just a completely different vibration at all. One's so glorious and the other one's just so yuck. But we really need to understand this. So in a narcissistic relationship, the narcissist, rather than loving or valuing him or herself, is filled with intense self-loathing, toxic shame and self-avoidance. And so dependent on outside energy higher resolve in order to offset emotional self-annihilation. So once in a relationship with a narcissist, you've got to be really honest. Your levels of self-love and self-value are also terribly deficient. Some of us didn't leave an honor ourselves, desperately hoping that this perfect partner, this mirage, will return. And you, just like the narcissist, have made another person responsible for your emotional well-being. You're hanging on to try and reclaim the person who was showering you with the energy which made you believe you were lovable and valuable. Both you and the narcissist are self-avoiding taking responsibility for self-love and self-value by looking to the outside for it and power struggling over it. Now, the difference between you and a narcissist is you have a true self. If you have reverence, you have a true self. 
And that means that you can claim and become the self-love, self-value. The narcissist, unfortunately and sadly for them, can't and won't. But you can. And that's what this is all about. So when we look at the narcissistic relationship model, completely absent is the authentic relationship model, which is two people who embody self-love and self-value and share that love and that value healthily. So I hope this article, sorry, a radio show, you can tell I'm waiting. Okay, this radio show, it is coming out, the article, but I hope this radio show has helped you really understand what your true goal in relationships is. And I'd like you to understand this. If you want the height of heights, if you want a true soul partnership, a real soul connection, of incredible trust, love, passion and integrity, the model of authentic relationship is what you want to go for. Now, the belief that exists for you, if you decide that's what you want to go for, if that's what you want in love, and you should. You shouldn't want anything less. If you want to go for that, you need to become it. And we need to remember that in this physical, energetic universe, water seeks its own level. You can only ever create the outer relationship that reflects back to you the relationship you have established within your inner self. So if you feel inspired to go for an authentic relationship, I want to get you some very simple point forms of your goals. Now, there's going to be a lot of work in these goals. You know, to earn this level of vibration, you've got to work for it. Okay, so the first step is to take full responsibility that authentic love starts with you. Authentic relationship starts with you. And you turn your focus determinedly inwards to yourself. Step number two is you clean up your fearful and painful inner programs that are still connecting you to painful and non-authentic choices, behaviors, and relationships. Step three is you commit to healing and using processes on yourself to become that vibration of in love. Step four. You make it your absolute mission to show up with total emotional authenticity in every area of your life. And you have no attachment or expectation as to what others are going to do with this. This is about you becoming a vibration of authenticity. So it was so interesting with my father, he immediately met me at that high vibrational level. Now... I actually had no expectation or need for him to do that. I was simply honoring, honoring my vibrational level. That's exactly what my intention, my inner intention was to be in the world with that trigger. Now, what you may find that happen is some people just won't get you at that level. They won't meet you at that level. And you can't have authentic relationships with them. And that's okay. But what you may also find is that people might go away and they might process and then they might come back to you on it and then meet you at that level. It really doesn't matter. This is about you creating your reality in life. Now, number five, know that this, by becoming this high vibration, you are sending out a very powerful message to the universe of like attracted life. And it is inevitable that you will start connecting with others and ultimately, a soul-love partnership at this level. 
And what I want you to think about and understand is in this huge, big world that we're in, billions of people, it is about like attracts like. Now, if you're going to work on yourself to be this high level of emotional authenticity, to be in love and be operating at that high vibration, what that means is there is already somebody in the world that is a perfect partner for you that is also working on themselves to to meet you at that vibration. This person is. Okay, so know, number six, know that by being this high vibration authentically, you're going to easily see who is a potential partner who can meet you at that high vibration of in love. Now, there you step. And what you may find is that if you do have a lot of inner junk, if you do have a lot of stuff, as Gary said, the frightened parts of your personality that you haven't healed yet, you're going to have to do a lot of work on them to be able to be free of them, to be that high-level vibration of in love, in your authenticity, in love authenticity. So I really hope that this, this uh, radio show has been able to highlight for you just how futile narcissistic relationships are, how they are nothing like an authentic relationship, how there is no possibility of them becoming an authentic relationship. And really what they were, what they were to us is the wake-up call of a lifetime for us to work solidly on becoming the real deal. That's what they're in our life for. So I want you to really understand real authentic love waits waits for you. It's there for you, but you need to be it. And it's going to come into your experience. It can do nothing but. So that's it for me. I hope hope you've enjoyed this show. And, you know, this was really, really good education for people. I'm so glad I worked this out for myself because it resonates so strongly with me. I know it is true. And I hope that at soul level you can feel that too. So lots of love and I'll be back on next week. Bye-bye, everybody, and have a wonderful day.